Yo, what's up? Welcome to episode six of Throwback Hoops. My name is Rob Clayton, and joining me as he does every week is my pal, Woody V. How are you, Woods? Pretty good, Rob. Pretty good. Pretty good to get out on the on the hardwood yesterday and, and play for the high rollers again with you. Uh, it currently stands as uh, Woody with one three-point field goal made, and Robbie, what are you, zero from eight or something like that last uh, night, man? I don't know if it was eight, but yeah, yeah, you did, you did get one. It did actually nearly put a hole in the backboard, but it counted. But yeah, it was good to be back, wasn't it? It wasn't the greatest effort. We were all pretty rusty or everything, but I think you know, we're better for it the next week. So Yeah, definitely. That's good, good fun, man. Nice one. All right, well, look, yeah, just wanted to really welcome everyone uh, back to the show. Um, thanks for all the support uh, from last week. Everyone really enjoyed um, our guest, Coach Hesh. Um, just wanted to thank Coach Hesh again for, for coming on the show. Um, just a quick reminder where you can find us. Um, you can have our watch our video via YouTube. Uh, you can download the podcasts you know, via anywhere where podcasts are available. Um, and look, I'm just going to sort of just tell us a little bit quickly what we're going to go into um, in this week's episode, and then we'll sort of get going, Wood. So we thought we'd yeah, just sure. go through, yeah, a little bit just sort of what's been happening in the NBA this week. Um, also, just a little bit of, of Hawks talks like we do every week. Uh, we've also just got an audience uh, email, which is, is quite a good one that we've got this week, and also a special new segment, Wood. So I'm just going to tease it at that, and but um, yeah, look out yep. for for a fun sort of special segment coming up. So, all right, so look, we'll start it off as we do every week with sort of showcasing our jerseys. I think um, Woods, that's a very random looking one there. What can you tell us about what you're wearing today? Let me just stand up and and show the audience. All right, Woods is standing up with a an old school New Orleans Hornets. Number 21, Jamal McGlaw jersey. Now, that is a very random one. Um, I like that one, Woods. I've got the Seattle Supersonics hat as well today, so it's nice, right? Uh, definitely nice. a throwback. There's not a lot of McGlaw jerseys going around, is there? No. Look, just a little bit about Jamal McGlaw. He's the second ever Canadian to win an all-star selection after uh, one Steve Nash. Uh, this happened in 2004. And, and Jamal McGlaw in that game, he actually had 19 points. Uh, eight rebounds, a block, and a steal. And he came very close to winning the MVP, if you remember that year, Robbie. That would have been funny. Yeah. Uh, and he was actually with New Orleans at, at the time. And look, just a little bit about Jamal McGlaw. The Australian connection is there with Andrew Bogut. And Bogut has spoken many times about how Jamal was that vet that he had in his rookie season in Milwaukee and how much he helped him in the early stages of, of his NBA career. Uh, he won the NCAA championship with uh, Kentucky in 1998. Mm, yep. It's a 12-year career. He had a 12-year career with seven different teams he played played for. And he currently serves as a development consultant and community ambassador for his hometown, Toronto Raptors. So uh, it's a pretty nice jersey. I, I really like this New Orleans uh, series of jerseys. Uh, they're, they're very far and few between. So it, it's nice to be rocking this one. It's a good old plus two, Robbie, which they don't have anymore. <laughs> it's so. a good one. And like we said as well, the Reebok jerseys, there's not a lot of those ones sort of going on. So that would be, what do we say, sort of early noughties, I guess, wouldn't it? That one? 2004, this 2004, one is, man. Yeah. yeah, nice. I do like that one. It's obviously stitched as well, I think, is it? Looks pretty good. Yeah, it is stitched, stitched on, man. Stitched nice. on. I know you like those ones. All right, yep. very good, mate. Um, well, look, today I'm sort of going the double uh, jersey combo, I guess. Um, so, look, I did tease the other day that um, Josh Smith was was one of my sort of all-time favorite players. So today it's Josh Smith Day. So look, the one you can see hanging up, it's the the retro uh, yellow Josh Smith jersey. So I really like that one. Um, it's ginormous, that jersey, Woods. I don't think I've actually worn it myself. You could probably fit about two people in it, but it's a nice-looking jersey. Um, in terms of the one I'm rocking today, I'll just sort of stand up and just show everyone what that one looks like anyway. 
So Robbie, for all those who can't see, he's got the classic Josh Smith retro jersey, number five. Great jersey, Robbie. Love it. Like a one's I've pretty got, good. Yeah, I've, I've got a Mookie Blaylock jersey in the in the same variety. Nice. Well, this is that special sort of uh, throwback one they did for that season. Obviously, where they it was yep. you know a throwback to the '90s era. So, um, yeah, I believe this Josh Smith one. I think it was maybe around 2008 or something with this jersey. But um, yeah, look a little bit about Josh. Um, look, he's he probably is my second favorite all-time NBA player, which is a pretty big call. He's a very um, <laughs> I guess um, a lot of people sort of didn't really like Josh Smith. He was um, polarizing. He was, wasn't he? He's. I mean, you either sort of really liked him or you sort of just you hated the way he played. I mean, for me, I, I really liked the way he played. He absolutely filled up the box score back in the day. Um, picked him every year in fantasy, didn't I, Woods? Including a few were a few years in the first round, probably. Um, but <laughs> a bit too early. A bit too early. But look, in terms of Josh, um, he was drafted straight out of high school, um, and yeah, basically had nine seasons with the Hawks. Um, very good averages in those nine seasons. He was kind of, you know, 15, 8, 4. And look, his blocks were obviously his big thing. He averaged, you know, two and a half uh, blocks there. Um, he was actually drafted in that 2004 draft that uh, Jay Chill was drafted in. You know, we spoke about him in an earlier podcast. Um, Jay Chill was picked at number six and Josh was at number 17 there. So it was a um, pretty good draft for the Hawks there. Look, it all sort of went downhill a little bit after he, he uh, signed with the Detroit Pistons as a free agent. Um, he basically stayed a couple of years there before he was released. And then after that, he sort of went to Houston. Then he went to the Clippers. Then he was traded back to Detroit Houston. for a bit. Right? Yeah, so Detroit straight after the Hawks. Yeah. But yeah so basically, um, and then he sort of went to China and played there. And then he ended up coming back and playing three games with the Pelicans. Um, that was basically his last NBA uh, work there. So he did play a little bit in the big three. He's had a couple of seasons in that. So, of course, being the, the fan I am, I've been checking in all those games and sort of enjoying watching him play. So, yeah, that's just, a, I guess, a little bit – and obviously sort of a another thing we should mention as well was the former dunk comp winner. Um, yep. I do have a poster in the background. I think it's just not quite showing on screen there. But, yeah, that was the 2005 dunk comp. How well do you remember that one, Woods? He jumped over a Denver Nuggets player sitting on a chair. Do you remember who that was? Yeah. Uh, do I remember who it was? Um, no, I don't actually. Uh, Kenyon yeah. Martin. Oh, Kenyon yeah, Martin. So I believe yeah, the All-Star yeah. Game was in Denver that year. Long time ago, man. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah, so basically very sort of quick career. He's only 35 now. So he sort of, he, he obviously started early, but then sort of, you know, faded out quite quick. So, yeah, obviously that's a little bit on Josh Smith there. And, and didn't play in an All-Star Game Woods because your mate Roy Hibbert made it ahead of him in 2014 <laughs> when Josh just had ridiculous stats. So, yeah, anyway, but we'll see. <laughs> Not that happy about that, but what do you say, right? Georgetown University, Roy Hibbert, that's man. That's right, yeah. that's right. All right, so look at the jerseys for this week. Um, Woods, so anything just, you wanted to sort of bring up before yeah, we go? Yeah, just wanted to jump in here really quickly. I know um, last week I called you a, a Josh Smith homer. I just want to, you know, give some clarity clarity to the audience, right? Robbie and me love to use that word homer, H-O-M-E-R, and there's been a few emails and and and. Uh, you know, queries about the word that was used. We would never, ever use a derogatory term on this show, man, right? So That's you right. might notice me and Rob using that word, H-O-M-E-R. It is, it, it is not what you think it is. It's Homer, H-O-M-E-R. So I just want to make that clear um, so the audience knows that. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Woods. Appreciate that. And look, we have probably said that word nearly every episode, so it wasn't like it was the first time we'd said it last week. But no, thanks right for on. clearing that up and sort of just for, yeah, sort of, um, I guess, sort of putting that to rest now. And then when we use that word, people know what we're saying now, right? And now you know he is a Josh Smith homer. He's got one hanging in the background. He's got one that he's wearing in about 23 in his closet, right? So you know, when I was looking today, I had four Josh Smith Houston Rockets jerseys. 
What was I thinking? There you go. Spending money on those. Anyway. Do you have a Detroit one? I've got like two or three. Yeah, I've even got one of the oh, long man. sleeve ones they wore that season. Oh, man, yeah. man, I do I, remember. I, I don't have a Pelicans jersey, so he didn't quite manage to get one after his three games. I'll, I'll get up on the NBA still with yeah, one. I, know, right? I might have to yeah. one day, right? <laughs> All right. So, look, I thought we might get into the, the first part today, Woods. We've um, look as we sort of mentioned, we've had uh, been getting some audience questions over the, over the weeks, and we're getting some really yep. good ones. So, I believe you're sort of just going to um, read out some sort of the question this week, and then we'll sort of get on to to answer that one. Yeah, look, uh, our question comes this week from Subban in, in New South Wales. And he said, Robbie, hey, fellas, loving the show and representation from Australia. Excited to watch you guys blow up. I don't know about that, Subban, but thank you very much. I always wanted to ask Hawks fans this very question. You guys previously touched on Luca versus Trey in Fantasy Hoops. How different do you feel the Hawks would be with a Trey versus Luca swap? Would they now be a favorite to win a championship exactly the same way as they are now? Or would they be worse off with Luca? Love to know your thoughts on this hypothetical. So thanks, Subban, for sending in this question. And uh, I'll just throw over to you, Robbie, to, to tackle that one. Yeah, definitely. Look, it's it's a very good question. I mean, I guess we've sort of, we've probably debated a few times amongst ourselves about who we would have actually drafted. And, you know, that's, you know, you probably had that debate all day. But look, this is obviously a more specific question with who, you know, we would actually prefer on the team. Um, look, I, I definitely gave this one quite a bit of thought. I probably don't see a whole lot of difference personally. Um, look, I think they are, as much as they are sort of very different in size and stature, I do think they play quite similar games. They're obviously amazing passes. Um, they, you know, they're quite fast, good shooters, and just have that real sort of good read for the game there. So, look, I guess, you know, in one terms, if, if you know, say we had the Luca on our on our Hawks there, Woods, we'd obviously the team would be huge, let's face it. Already a pretty sort of long team anyway, and to have a you know a six, seven point guard would be different there. Um, but look, yeah, as I said, I think they're both pretty similar. I sort of looked into a few stats and everything else like that, just in terms of how they're going yep. this year, for example. Look, they're both you know, probably pretty down on, on their normal stats. I know the field goal percentages are down. Um, Luca's assists were, were down quite a bit, which was quite surprising. I think they're both shooting in the you know mid twenties uh, percents for, for three pointers there, which is, is pretty bad for your starting point guards there. So um, look, both players we should mention as well. Woods they're probably not the greatest defenders in the world, so I don't think yep. I'm going to add anything there. Obviously, you get a little bit more height uh, with with uh, Luca, but look, yeah. you know, in terms of their defensive ratings, I check that out as well, and they're literally you know within six of each other this year. So yeah, I'm going to call it a little bit of a stalemate, maybe for myself. But yeah, what are your thoughts on that one, Woods? Look, there's two other rookies that, that this reminds me of from the 90s, you know, Chris Webber and Penny Hardaway, right? They will forever be linked, mm-hmm. just like Trey and Luca. Um, I just I guess, want to read a quick quote that, that Clint Capella, Trey's teammate, uh, put out there, right? Trey knows how to control the game. People like to compare him to Luca, but at the end of their careers, all we're going to remember is who won the most, like Kobe and Allen, you know, uh, Allen Iverson. Kobe won, so that's the difference right there. Uh, that's what will make uh, Trey extremely special, one of the all-time greats. I know he's being a bit of a homer there, Clint Capella, right, supporting his mm. own teammate. But uh, at the same point, um, you know, it's it's hard to say now. We're going to see how it unfolds over the coming years. But um, after the rookie year, after their rookie year, it was clear that Dallas Mavericks got the better end of the deal with Doncic, right? But yeah. after last season, with Young carrying that Atlanta Hawks to the Eastern Conference Finals, 
the answer ain't so clear cut anymore, Robbie. Right? It seems a little bit more even, doesn't it? I mean, obviously Luca hasn't had any um, you know playoff series wins yet. He's been in the playoffs twice, whereas Trey's been in there once. But look, obviously you know Trey leading the team to the Eastern Conference Finals last year, it was pretty opportune. But it was you know it was obviously it did sort of stand out. I think that's probably why there's been you know a lot of people thinking the Hawks might go far again this year. But yeah, look, so you're probably similar with me. Well, it's maybe a bit of a almost a bit of a draw there. You could sort of look at it either way, maybe. But I don't think. It, I think Trey has a little bit more ability to play off the ball. Luca needs the ball in his hands so much. I mean, their usage rates are 37 and 31, you know? So, mm. you know, Luca's got a higher usage rate. He really needs the ball in his hands all can, the time. Can you play someone that's about six foot and 78 kilos off the ball? That's the problem, I guess, yeah, that, isn't it? That, that, that's true. Yeah. That, that's true. That's a fair point, right? And he came into the league as a small forward, and now he's basically playing that point guard position, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean... We'll see how it unfolds over over time. No, definitely. Well, look, really appreciate that email, Saban. No, that was a, a good one to sort of think about there. And yeah, like I said, Woods, it was good just not to sort of compare who we think's better, but like obviously trying to put it in that you know different scenario with with how we think they'll fit there. So, all right. So we're just going to go on to some NBA talk now, and just a little bit about sort of what's going on this week, I guess, Woods. Um, I just maybe just thought we might start um, just this little topic here with sort of maybe a, a team or some players that might have surprised you so far this season. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, in terms of players that have surprised me, I want to start with Carl Kuzma, right? I mean, the guy's averaging nearly 11 rebounds per game. And and this has gone a little bit unnoticed, right? I mean, the guy has a career of just over five rebounds a game before this season. Um, and now he's putting up 16 and 11. So he's really improved that aspect of the game. And I also want to talk about the Wizards. I mean, they flipped John Wall for Russell Westbrook, right? And then they flipped Russell Westbrook for... A whole heap of depth, you know, with uh, Montrez Harrell and, uh, you know, Carl Kuzma, Kentavious, Caldwell Pope. That's crazy. So, I mean, they've surrounded Bradley Beal with some, some quality players. And, and as a result, the, the Wizards are doing really well. So, um, I mean, in terms of a player and a team, I'd go there. I just want to quickly, uh, you know, mention the guy that I think might be the most improved player of the year. Unbelievable is Miles Bridges, you yeah. know, from the Hornets. I mean, he's doubled his scoring output. He's at 24 points per game, eight rebounds per game, 88% from the free throw line, 48% from the field, 35% from three. You know, this guy's going to be the most improved candidate player. And he's a candidate. He's going to be the most improved player if he even sort of keeps this up, right? And he turned yeah. down that four-year, $60 million contract. That's looking like a good decision, right, Robbie? Oh, I think so, for sure. Do you think he can keep it up, Woods? I mean, look, obviously, it is only sort of early days. But, I mean, look, personally, I think he can. He's obviously, he might, you know, his points probably will go down. But I think probably, you know, all the other sort of stats. What are your thoughts? Do you think he can keep it up? Yeah, I mean, I don't know about the 24 points per game by the end of the season. It's a very small sample size, Robbie, but mm. uh, he looks good. And I mean, getting Devontae Graham out and, and you know, it, it gives a little bit more opportunity for someone else to step up there, right? And yeah. I think he's taken advantage of that. So um, I think he's my most improved player early on, right? Yeah. Exactly. And they're a fun team to watch, too, aren't they? The ones Hell yeah. I mean, you I see the league pass and you sort of try and check yeah. them out. So, yeah, look, I guess in terms of my ones, I mean, probably for the team at this stage, it'll probably be the Bulls. Um, Look, it's probably not a surprise yep. to some people. They did really improve their roster in the off season, but look, I probably still had them in the you know the you know towards the the bottom of the top eight in the East. And look, it is still early days, but yeah, they've been a lot better defensively than I kind of thought. Um, Definitely, a lot of weapons there. So, um, and look, I think there's still a few people probably not play, paying to, playing to their full potential. I think Vucevic hasn't been amazing so far. His numbers are yeah. down a little bit, but yeah, they, I mean, look, their schedule hasn't been too tough yet, so that will sort of change. But you can That's only true. sort of play yep. this in front of you, I guess. Um, Look, in terms of a couple of players for me, I just had three. I'm just going to touch on them very quickly. So, firstly, a couple of big guys in um, Jonas Valanciunas. Um, 
20 and 15 so far this year, and he's shooting like 92% from the free throw line. So yep. that was a standout for me. And probably the other one, uh, um, a former mate of ours in Al Horford. Um, oh, my God. Renaissance. Averaging 3.2 blocks at age 35. Leading the league, leading the league, he, man. He had another three or so today. And, look, yeah. I think it's one of those things with him. It, it didn't quite work when he left Boston and, and went to Philadelphia and OKC, but he obviously has a, a good place in that system in Boston there, and he seems to thrive there. And probably just lastly, I know this is someone um, you like a little bit as well, Woods, in Harrison Barnes. Oh, hell yeah. HB, my guy, man. That. He's averaging a career yeah. high 23 points with shooting splits of 50 from the field, 47 from three, and 85 from the free throw line. And yeah, I'm quite surprised, actually. But, you know, I sort of looked at his stats today and I actually thought he was one of those players that I may have underrated a little bit over his career, to be honest. You look at the numbers. Yeah, I, 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 don't think, I don't think you're the only one who's underrated him, man. Mm. You know, he's just quietly gone about his business, doesn't like the limelight. He's a very good man, you know, very. Yep. You know, introverted guy. So, I mean, awesome, man. And, yeah, I got him on my fantasy team. And, you know, I think he's top 20 in fantasy this he year. So, be. I'm pretty he's, happy he's about that, right? He's a good that, one right? to have, isn't he? Yeah, yeah nice. word, word, um, word, word, What about on the reverse of that, Woods? Can you think of any teams that are maybe sort of underperforming or sort of any any players or anything like that that maybe aren't living up to their potential so far? Look, first, I want to talk about a specific player, okay? And that's Michael Porter Jr., right? Mm. Everyone's talking about this guy possibly being the most improved player, taking that leap to star status this year. So I want to point something out. He's a 50-40-80 guy, right? Yep. 50 from the field, 40 from three, 80 from free throw line. I just want to say he's shooting 35, 36% actually uh, this year from the field, 21% from three and 55 from the free throw line. Wow. You know, in, in cricket, when you, when, when, you, when you can't bowl anymore, we call it the yips, right? I think M, uh, Michael Porter Jr. has got the yips, you know, this year. I don't know what's gotten into him, but yeah. uh, it's, it's a real concern for me, right? You, you notice that, right? I have. Look, it seems to be a few players. I mean, I know they have changed the ball this season. I, I haven't heard a lot of people complaining about the ball, to be honest. But, you know, we've seen guys like, you know, Dame Lillard struggled this year. Um, our boy Trey's numbers are down. Um, you know, like you sort of... Yep, yeah, absolutely. It's strange, isn't it, where these numbers are sort of down. So, well, obviously, so, you know, once the season sort of goes on a little bit more there. But, yeah, look, I'll probably probably sort of agree with those ones. It, it is sort of still early, isn't it, you know? And you mentioned Dame Lillard. Okay, who's the disappointment this year? It's just Portland, man. This shit has been going on way too long, mm -hmm. man, right? Mm -hmm. You know, they're just running back the same team over and over again. Something's got to give eventually, right? I was going to say the Celtics, but that's everyone's talking about the Celtics right now. So, you know, forget the Celtics for a second. I want to talk about Portland. Right? They need to, like, change things up a little bit here i think right yeah, like, i think so you know, I mean, yeah they seem to have had a lot of sort of similar players on that roster for a while and even when the players depart they replace them with like for like sort of players right on they, right on man right yeah. on yeah so word yeah no that's a good point woods um and just i guess lastly just in sort of who's maybe sort of impressed us so far from these opening weeks what about some rooks there woods give me give me one or two rookies that have impressed hey man i gotta talk about scotty barnes from toronto i mean he's the fourth pick it was a surprise for him to be the fourth pick you know yep. in the first place he's averaging 18 points per game and nine rebounds you know, at Florida State, the knock on him was his offensive game, that he couldn't really get it down on that end of the floor. He was a one-end player. Yep. He was a defensive menace. He could, he could, you know, score a few buckets here and there if the team needed him. But um, he, he was limited. No one ever saw this coming. He's come out of absolute nowhere. He's 6'9". You know, you could pro probably play him at the 4, even at the 5 in some lineups. Yep. And, and, and Pascal Siakam has not been missed too much. It's actually helped uh, OG Ananobi as well. Um, I just think this guy is just... No one would have expected this. And I think Masayo Jury, you know, he knows what he's doing, right? You know, he when he when he picked when he picked Scotty Barnes with that fourth pick, uh he knew he knew something we all didn't know, right? So yeah, yeah. Now spot on, I think, with that one, Wood. So all right, look. What else I sort of wanted to, to touch on as well. Um, look, probably a few people are aware uh, that the Scotty Pippen comments this week. 
Um, so look, obviously, you know, I'm sure probably everyone that's either listening or watching this watched The Last Dance last year, the Michael Jordan um, documentary. And look, it's probably no secret that Scotty Pippen, he wasn't too pleased with the way he was portrayed in that documentary, right, Woods? Um, no, not at all. And so look, he did sort of make some, he's actually from a book, he's an upcoming book, and there was an expert of that in the latest GQ magazine. So Woods, I'm just going to read you a little bit of this. I'm not going to bore you too much, mate, but just a couple of, a couple of comments that Scotty said here, right? Okay, so he says, I was nothing more than a prop. His best teammate of all time, he called me. He couldn't have been more condescending if he tried. On second thought, I couldn't believe my eyes. I spent a lot of time around the man. I knew what made him tick. How naive was I to expect anything else? And then he basically sort of goes on to say, each episode was the same. Michael on a pedestal, his teammates secondary. Um, and then he sort of just goes on as well that uh, oh, Pippen sort of added that it wasn't just him that felt this way, claiming several Bulls teammates felt disrespected. Um, and he just said, how dare Michael treat us that way after everything we did for him and his precious brand. Um, and then I think sort of lastly, Pippen sort of commented that, you know, Jordan made you know, around 10 million US for his role in the documentary that, you know, was obviously being filmed during yep. you know, the playing times and, you know, the other players didn't get a cent out of that. Um, so, yeah, I thought this one was interesting, Woods, especially this is kind of the last part of his quote there. But he said, uh, so Pippen claimed that Jordan only did the last dance in order to show the current generation of basketball fans that he was better than LeBron James. And Scotty says, Michael was determined to prove to the current generation of fans he was larger than life during his day and still larger than LeBron James, the player many considers his equal. So, yeah, I just thought I'd sort of just mention that. What was your sort of take on, on the Scotty stuff there? A couple of things, right? I mean... Straight up, when, when the documentary came out, you did feel a little bit bad for Scottie Pippen, you know, um, you know Jordan speaking about when he didn't go back into that playoff game, you know, and, and sat on the bench when Jordan wasn't even on the team. Mm. Um, but he sounds very bitter now, right? You know, he sounds like he's just really upset about, like, how things went down, and he's not coming across great. And think thing about Jordan was that's who he was, man. You know what I mean? Like, he was larger than life, and he is showing the current generation of kids uh, – what what he was all about, you know, because they didn't get that opportunity to see him, you know, that, that's who Jordan is. At the same point, though, Pippen is right about a lot of the Bulls um, being bitter, you know, I know Horace Grant is very bitter, he you is. know. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, they went into that documentary with the premise that The Last Dance was a documentary about their last year, uh, that, that final sixth championship, you know, mm -hmm. all this footage was taken by ESPN, it's never been seen before, mm -hmm. and they went in with that. But then Jordan obviously, you know, you know, edited it with his with with the guys that were James Hare and whoever were, were were doing that documentary to sort of you know appease him and and push his agenda a bit forward. So I get that aspect too. Yeah. But but Pippen needs to understand that Jordan also made him you know pretty famous. You know you know it works both ways. And the reason they won those six championships was because of Jordan's you know you know nature and and yeah. pushed everyone to get the best out of themselves. So. I mean, I think he needs to settle down a little bit, but I do understand his point of view. No, I think that's a fair call, Woods, and I sort of agree with what you say. Look, I'm probably, I'm not the greatest Scotty Pippen fan myself, but look, I, I think you're probably right with what you said. He does sort of almost come across a little bit sort of bitter here. And he you is, know, yeah. I guess we're talking, it's it's old history, but it's obviously just sort of been inflamed a little bit with, you know, the documentary. And I think that's probably what's prompted Pippen to sort of tell his sort of side of the story now. So that could be an interesting book to read when that one comes out, right? 
Oh, absolutely. I can't wait to read it. Right. Mm. And I know um, Mahesh mentioned last week, uh, Phil Jackson's uh, book, you know, and uh, yep, yep. I'm looking forward to reading that one. It's the second one to put on the list, right? No, sounds good. Uh, I guess just lastly, just in terms of the NBA stuff, uh, Woods, obviously, you know, we like our jerseys. I think that's that's pretty clear that people might know that already. Um, look, the NBA yeah. sort of announced this week the new um, City Edition uh, jerseys that will be sort of released this year. And we've seen a few teams wearing them. We saw the Hawks rocking their new one today. So, um, yeah, it's just up on screen now for the people just watching the video um i just wanted to sort of see what your thoughts are on that uh, those ones woods i think we both love the hawks one right i think that yeah. looks pretty good without being a, a homer um but is there any any that you sort of do or don't like on that list look i can't wait to get a, a few of these myself right um look the two that stand out for me is the is the wolves one you know um mm. reminds me of uh the, the wally zerbiak uh kevin garnett years you know and it's just got a nice flavor to it right i like the i like the font on the front of that mm -hmm. Um, and the other one that stands out for me is the Dallas Mavericks ones, you know, Fat Lever, you know, you know, the, you know, Herb Williams, those guys uh, with the with the old school Dallas font on, on the front. Uh, those are the two, apart from the Hawks one, obviously, that stand out for me. I like a lot of them, but I mean, I would say the, the, the Wolves one and the Dallas one. Just for everyone else who can see this, please email us or, you know, hit us up on, on, on Twitter or, or wherever and let us know who, what you like, right, Rob? Absolutely, yeah, let us know. And look, as we said as well, if you guys have got any suggestions or players or teams, that you want to see us rock with a jersey as well, we'll also do that. Um, look, in terms of the ones I like, um, yeah, just look at it. Now, I think I agree with you with the Dallas one. I, I think that looks pretty cool. I like the Nets one as well. I thought that looked quite good yesterday in, in the Hawks game, just sort of seeing that in the flesh on that, that Nets home court. Um, look, I'll pick maybe one more that I like. Maybe the Pacers one. That sort of just reminds me of those, you know, 90s teams with you know, Reggie and Jalen and the, the, two Dales, uh, the two Davises and Rick Smiths and everything like that. Um, look, in terms of any, any I don't like there, I'm going to say the OKC one. I think that's just dreadful, that one. I don't know what they're doing with that one. Um, I know you said you actually like this one. We discussed it earlier, Woods, but the Charlotte one there with that sort oh, of yeah. running writing there. Yeah, I kind of like the colours on that one. Just uh, that for font's me, a, bit, yeah, a bit funny. The heat, one, the heat one's pretty ordinary. I'm not a huge fan of the Heat one, right? Um, yeah, it's not as good as their previous ones they brought out. Doesn't that Houston one look a little bit like... Um, the Charlotte Bobcats jersey? Tiny bit. I don't know why. I'm looking at the Houston one. I'm thinking of Mario Ellie. I don't know why. That's just the first right. player that came to, to mind when I saw that one. And look, we've yeah. also got a few like Utah and Phoenix, which I think they actually did debut those ones last year. So they're not very different, those ones there. But no, awesome. Well, we just thought we'd sort of show that anyway. Obviously, like we said, we sort of love our jerseys. And I thought they've done a pretty good job, though, um, just in, in general with those, right? Definitely can't, can't wait to add a few more to our collection, right, Rob? Sounds good, mate. Sounds good. All right, well, now we're going to go into just a bit of a new segment here. So, look, I'm just going to give a little bit of a, I guess, um, just a, a hint about what this is. So, Woods, have you got something you want to hold up just to sort of show us what this, this little segment might entail here? So, yeah, right. So we've got some old school NBA basketball cards. Um, so, look, um, I want to admit straight up, this is not our idea, right, Woods? We actually have... Nope. Um, we have uh, copied this idea, I guess, from um, from Lee Ellis from the No Dunks podcast. And look, before I sort of mention that, I wanted to sort of just throw a little bit of shout out to the No Dunks guys there. Um, look, Woods and I, we've been listening to them for what, 12 years. We're, we're really original sort of listeners there. And probably that in a way they have inspired us to sort of start doing this. And Absolutely. Doing and Lee Ellis well. being Australian man, you know. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. And so look, if anyone hasn't seen it, um, Lee's got a segment on his show, No Dunks, where he opens cards and they sort of comment on it. And yeah, we thought it would be fun just to sort of try that. So Woods, what do you got for us there? Yeah, look, firstly, thanks to a guy from our fantasy league, Bob, as well, who, who also said this Shout would be a Bob. good idea to do this. Shout out, Bob. 
But um, what I'm going to do is I've got, a, I've got a pack of 91, 92 hoops, right? So I'm going to open the pack right now, and I'm going to go through every card, and I'm going to name the player on the card and see if my man, White Rob, can tell me a little bit about that player and if he knows a little bit about them. So let's start the pack right now. The first one I got is Gary Grant from the Clippers. Oh, nice. Yeah, I really? Gary Grant. Yep. My brother would be a fan of him. He was, he was a fan of Gary Grant back in the day. That's a name I haven't thought of for a while there. Oh, I'm so glad I got this one because you know I like this guy, man. Gerald uh -huh. Glass. Very good. Yeah. And speaking of that jersey you were just talking about with the Wolves, Woody, that's exactly yeah, the one, man. right? And I always like Gerald Glass because yeah. of his name, right? Yeah, that's so, it. yeah. <laughs> oh, man, this is awesome. Awesome. Tonda Dan Marley, baby. Ooh, that's a good one, yeah. Dan that is Marley. a good one, isn't it? I think yeah. Akeem's about to block him on that one, though, by the looks. He, what do you reckon? He is. He is. <laughs> Tonda Dan, man. Yeah, yeah, he was the man. Ah, oh, my man. Portland Trailblazers, great. Jerome Kersey. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool one. Very good. There's no rookie cards yet, right? Not yet. No Larry no, Johnson or DeCambi or Kenny Anderson or any of those guys? We speak about the last dance, and we Jordan had not some great things to say about this guy. Bill Cartwright. Oh, wow. Big Bill. Yeah. Very pretty cool. cool. Pretty cool set so far, right? Hey, Woods, do you remember how Bill Cartwright got traded to Chicago? Um, do I? From Seattle, right? Nah, it? so it was a New oh. York and Chicago trade. Was it? Yeah. Charles Oakley. So it was basically well, it Oakley was too. Bill Cartwright. It was too. It yeah, was yeah. too, man. Yeah, yeah, it was too. Then we got Cleveland Cavaliers. John Williams. Wow. What can you tell me about John Williams? John Hot Rod Williams. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. He yeah. was a good good player back in the day with those Cavs teams. I quite like him. I think I've actually yeah. got his jersey somewhere as well. And a sweet <laughs> afro as well, right? <laughs> For sure. Oh, this is awesome, man. Doesn't get much better than this. The Worm, Dennis Rodman. Wow. And what is that car? What's that writing here? It's like a defensive... It's defensive Player of the Year Special Edition, Dennis Rodman. And, and look who he's guarding as well. He's guarding Scotty Pippen, man. You know, we knew about the, the Bulls and the Pistons rivalry during that period as well. So this is Very awesome, good. right? Yeah. Good pack so far. Oh, this is ridiculous. Check the next one. Reggie Ooh. Miller. Very nice. That's a nice card, yeah. I know you're going to love this one, man. I know you're going to love this one. One of your favorites, man. Glenn oh, Rice. Oh, man, I want that card. I want that. Glenn Rice. I'll give it to you, man. I'll give nah, it to you. I love I'll give Glenn it to Rice, you. as you know. Um, yeah, that's a great card, isn't it? Big fan of him when he's, you know, his time with, obviously, the Heat and with the Hornets. Yeah, that's a quality card, that one. And the Milwaukee Bucks, great coming up next. Alvin Robertson. Oh, the master thief, right? Hell the yeah, best, man. Uh, players are getting steals I've ever seen. Good old Hell Alvin. yeah, man. What a legend, right? <laughs> Oh, this stupid coach card, man. We got here. We got we got Chris Ford as an all-star coach. Do you remember Chris Ford? Wow, the Boston Celtics, great, or Boston Celtics former coach. Anyway, yeah, yeah. that's a strange one. Yeah, Jeez, yeah. It's, it's a nice suit he's wearing. All right, this is awesome. NBA yearbook, class of '77, special edition insert. Bernard King. Ooh, that's a very nice one. Yeah. Yeah. What did you talk to me about him last we week? We did. Right? He was unlucky not to make that top seventy-five, right? Yeah, no, what what a great jersey on that one as well, right? Oh hell yeah, hell yeah! His shooting, oh. his shooting style looks interesting on that card, doesn't it? Actually, this oh. pack just keeps getting better and better, man. <laughs> I cannot believe it. This guy was one of the most underrated centers of the '90s. His career was cut short by injuries. Brad Doherty. Oh yeah, Brad Doherty, my man. Yeah, right? he's heavily involved in NASCAR now, isn't he? Hell yeah. Brad Doherty, oh, yeah. So we've got Brad Doherty and John Hot Rod Williams in the same pack. Yeah, man. What hey, a pack this has been. Can you pull a Hawks card, please? Oh, man. Oh, yeah, go on, go on. Oh, no way. Go on. 
Bob Weiss, another oh, coach wow. card. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's I remember the blast from the past, isn't it? Oh Bobby. Yep, Bobby oh, Weiss. Those coaches looked a lot older back in the day, didn't they? Oh man. And finally we got a team card for the team that I was gonna say was underperforming right now, but they're not really underperforming anymore. The Boston Celtics. Who we got yeah. on that card, Robbie? Yeah, we've got Kevin McHale, we've got the Chief Robert Parrish, we've got Chris Ford there, we've got the late great Reggie Lewis. Larry Bird and a bit of D Brown there, right at the front. Hell yeah, man! Rest in rest in peace to Reggie Lewis, man. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, what a wonderful pack that was, man. That was Tell good. Me. So Woods, I know you bought a few of these packs. So look, I definitely enjoy that as I'm, I can see you definitely did. So let's, ooh, well, let's let's maybe do another pack next week. What do you reckon? Yeah, why not, man? Let's do Sounds it. Let's good. do it. Sounds yeah. good. Um, and I should mention, I like that rule that Lee Ellis has when he does it on uh, No Dunks. Where if they get a checklist, he rips it up. So because they're pretty average cards. So let's try that. If we get a checklist... Let's, if we get a checklist, we'll rip it. Can I rip it on screen or what? Rip it on screen, definitely. All right, man, all right, man. All hey, and hook man, me up with that Glenn Rice card, please. Oh, you got it, you got it, bro. You got it, Legend. you got it. Yeah. Legend. All right, well, it's that part of the show again, Woods. Uh, we know we both love it. Hawks talk. Yeah, a bit worried about the Hawks, but yeah, we'll sort of, I guess, uh, start off with the Hawks talk this week, just with a little bit with sort of, you know, how they're going at the moment. They've obviously played the last couple of days and, and lost both of those games. They lost to the Nets yesterday and then at home to Utah today. But yeah, what's how are we going at the moment? I mean, four and five, man. It's, it's a bit of a concern. I watched the game yesterday. Um, good game, you know, uh, versus Brooklyn. I mean, you watched the game today. What do you think? Yeah, yesterday was a lot better game to watch. Just Today was just a bit more of a, a slugfest and low scoring. Look, in terms of yesterday, you know, I thought we showed some sort of signs that, you know, times there. Hunter probably had his best game in quite a while. So yep. Today was pretty disappointing, I've got to say. You know, we played Utah. You know, I know it was a back-to-back game for us. Utah didn't have Donovan Mitchell. And, look, obviously they were a league-leading team coming into it. You can kind of see why now. I mean, we were down one point going into the third quarter and then and just got blown out in the end. So, you know, Conley turned back the clock a little bit for Utah. And your boy Joe Ingles was on fire as well in parts. Yeah, 19 of points today for yeah, Joe. Yeah. yeah, so, look, I guess, for me, yeah, look, like you said, four and five. We're going on a West Coast road trip now as well. So, four, the next yep. four games on the road, we've got Phoenix, Golden State, the Jazz, and the Nuggets. So, it doesn't get any easier. And then our first game back home after that is against the Bucks. So, look, um, panic stations yet or what? Look, I think just relax for now, right? It's still early doors. But once 20 games are up, you know, then you've got a real chance to have a look at how we're doing, right? And we've had a tough schedule. It hasn't been easy, yeah. you know that, right? So let's just hold our horses for now. But I, I just would have liked to us to be, you know, maybe 6-3 and three or, you know, 7-2 and two or something like that right now. Because there was easy games versus the Cavs, et cetera, that we could have yeah. won that we dropped uh, earlier. So, I mean... Even I am if, a even if we just split one of these last two, right? I mean, obviously, Nets and Jazz, we want to sort of, you know, show that we can compete against the, the big teams of the NBA. So a little bit disappointed to go down in yeah. both of those. But, all yeah. right, well, yeah, look, hopefully things sort of turn up and maybe we sort of, you know, being away from home, we'll sort of, you know, maybe turn things around anyway. Bond so, the guys together. Exactly right. right. Yeah. 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 So, look, I guess the next bit of the Hawks talk, I've actually been looking forward to this bit, Woods. Um, we decided we were going to put together a bit of a list today for the, the viewers and the listeners. So it's yeah. not going to be that traditional list. So obviously it's going to be Atlanta Hawks related. We're not doing a who's the best ever hawk or anything like that. What we're going to name today, Woods, right, is our top 10 favourite ever Atlanta Hawks. So yep. favourites. So not best, favourite. So, look, um, I guess we'll sort of – we might sort of just count it down, Woods, and we'll sort of go from our 10 there. Um, yep. I just wanted to see – I guess with me when I did it, I was a little bit stricter than you. I had a little bit of a criteria. You had to play three or more seasons. So that was just something that I sort of did there anyway, but you can you can sort of ignore that part. So I guess for the three or more seasons, it meant that I didn't consider some guys that I really like, like Jamal Crawford, um, Sharif Abdur-Rahim, and maybe even Al Harrington. So just to get that out of the way. Um, 
And yeah, look, you know what? I, you know I like my list, don't you, Woods? So yep, actually, absolutely. I actually yeah. went ahead and made a top twenty list. So I'm going to bore you very quickly before we do our top ten and tell you who I had from uh, twenty up until ten. Right? So, yep. so stick it, with me, right? And see, so I'll tell you who I've got here. Okay, so number twenty, John Battle. Number nineteen, Spud Webb. Eighteen, Josh Childress. Number seventeen, Kyle Corver. Sixteen, Doc Rivers. Fifteen, Dikembe Mutombo. Fourteen, current player Lou Williams. 13, Stacey, the Plastic Man, Orgman. 12, Steve Smith. 11, and I felt really bad about having this guy outside the top 10 woods, but that was Big Al Horford. All right, yeah. so they're basically sort of my... Um, did you want to sort of give me any snubs or any ones that might have been in your 11 to 20 before you get going? Or Steve Smith, Sharif Abdul-Rahim, Dikemi Matumbo, the three that you mentioned. A lot of these guys are actually in my top 10. Yep, um, and what about, did you have uh, Rashid Wallace or Ricky Grace in there by any chance? Or? <laughs> One game, Rashid Wallace, and what, four games? Uh, How many games? Three for Ricky. Yeah. Three for Ricky. Three. Okay. So we yeah. won't include those, but yeah, no, yeah. we might mention those. All right, so let's kick it off. So um, give me your number 10. Okay, my number 10, this is controversial. I had no criteria, was Danny Manning, all right? In 1994, he helped them to a 57-25 record. Uh, they lost in the Eastern Conference semifinal, the Pacers 2-4. Uh, he's one of my favorite all-time players, you know, uh, my top 10 of all-time, Danny Manning. I watched him live a couple of times at Staples Center in the early 90s for the Clippers. Nice. And although less than one season, he's incredible. He was traded mid-season, made the all-star team that year, was instrumental in, a, in our late-season playoff push. So i got Danny Manning. You know what I like right? about this, Wood? So as I think I mentioned, so we haven't seen each other's list there, so we don't know what's on there. No, we don't. But I yeah. could not stand Danny Manning. And in fact, I never got over the fact that we traded Dominic for him. So he wouldn't have made my top 100 list for the top hook. So that's that shows we were different there. <laughs> which is good, right? I like it. Yeah, man, like it's it. great, man. It's great. Yeah. Okay, so number 10 for me, this is a guy you know I love. Um, someone that didn't put up massive numbers but was with the Hawks for you know around nine seasons. Nothing easy. Zaza Pachulia. Oh, man, it's funny you say that because my number nine is Zaza Pachulia, man. <laughs> we're going that? to game seven, baby. We're going to game, game seven. seven. And we actually yeah, got got... one of our fantasy comps after that exact quote. Yeah, and he so... embodies everything that was Hawks, man. He so was, I, got yeah. at, I got Zaza at nine. Standing up yeah. with KG in that playoff series and everything like yep. that. Yeah, he was amazing. I, I really like that sort of you – know, he was such a good teammate, wasn't he, Zaza? So, yep. all right, very cool. I guess sort of um, going on to my number nine then, right? Um, yep. This might surprise you, might not. Uh, Dennis Schroeder. I know you like DS, yep. right? Yep. DS17 was, a, I was you know, really sort of enjoyed his time at the Hawks. Um, I was actually sort of glad when they moved Teague on, he sort of got, got given the keys a little bit more. Um, but, yep. but yeah, okay, so your number nine was, was Zaza, as you said, right? Yeah, my number eight, Stacey Oldman, the plastic man. He's just a unique player, man. You know, just the way he was able to contort his body and score. And we've talked about him previously. He was wearing his jersey. So I got Stacey Oldman at That's eight. That's a good man. one. Yeah, I had, I, it was hard me leading him sort of out. My number eight was uh, a current player. So it shows obviously how much I like this guy. John Collins, I had a number eight. So oh, man, I know you love JC. Yeah, man. really I love know. JC. I've been down with him since that first season, haven't I? So really enjoying. And look, I, I love to see the guy make the All-Star game this year. So that was Yeah, that we was spoke about eight. that last week, man. He's a yep. great man as well. Look, my number seven is joe johnson he's sixth all-time in scoring you know just get, gets it done and he was a great seven of the hawks so i got joe johnson at number seven yep um same thing i said for danny manning you know my thoughts on joe johnson woods um i don't even know if i have a joe johnson jersey look it's funny isn't it you know five all-star games for the hawks he's one of our greatest ever players i just didn't like watching him play it's probably just as simple as that for me but um okay uh -huh. so for my number seven i had a really old school player here 
someone that basically used to get every single rebound that ever came, even though he had some of the shortest arms in NBA history. You know what I'm talking about there, Woods? I do know who you're talking a about. A bit of Kevin Willis at number oh, seven. Oh, hell yeah, so, man. Yeah, veteran player for the Hawks. Um, had a really good career. Um, you know, he made one All-Star game. You know, he sort of had a very long career, didn't he? He really kept himself in good shape. So, yeah, Kevin Willis. Is, I got him much higher on the list, bro. Like you know it. how much I love Kevin Willis, yeah, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so my number six. We're up to number six, right? Yeah, yeah. My number six was Josh Childress. I loved his afro. I loved everything about him. As soon as he got drafted, I just loved his look, the way he came across. Uh, and he played for my Sydney Kings later. We, we showcased his jersey on episode one. I knew so you'd I have Josh Chill. Chill in the top ten. I, I thought that would, that would yeah, happen. Yeah, so. but Jay Chill at number six, man. Nice. Yep. All right, number six. So this guy for me, he was actually probably like a top, you know, five player in the league for me prior to him coming to the Hawks. So when the Hawks got this guy, it was I was absolutely overjoyed. So we're talking Paul Millsap. Uh, really like the career he had with the Hawks. You know, came in, he was a no-nonsense player, you know, multiple trips to the All-Star game, and he really sort of helped lift that team, didn't he? You know, the team with, yep. you know, Coach Bard and, you know, sort of with Big Al and, you know, Corver and, and those sort of guys. So, yeah, I've got uh, Paul Millsap at six. Yep, thanks, Rob. At number five, I got Trey Young. He's still got a lot to do. I really love love Trey, man, and Mahesh would like that I got him in my top ten. So I got Trey at number five. You could climb up that list as the years go on. I like right? it. So number five, this is one I sort of – he was probably my favourite current Hawks player for a long time, Woods, and it's probably a little bit of the blast of the past and someone that maybe not everyone remembers that had a lot of time with the Hawks, and that's the Jet, Jason Terry. Oh, man, yeah. I thought about JT, JT myself, man, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, big fan of the way he played. All right. So my number four is someone that was in your top 20, Spud Webb, just iconic, yeah. you know, had two stints with the Hawks. Uh, I got his jersey. Lala was showcasing his jersey as a guest on our show in episode three. Yeah. You know, what was he, 5'7", won the dunk contest? Oh, my five, God, seven. man. You know, he could jump. Pogo stick, man. I've so got to say I, I got... one thing about Spud. You know, obviously, his stats weren't amazing, were they? But I think just what he did, just, you know, sort of, I guess, inspiring sort of people this, sort of all over this, the world. Didn't they? This ain't about stats, Exactly man. right. Exactly all right. right. So yeah. that's why I got him at four. Exactly. Right? All right. So four for me was Trey. Um, look, it probably might move up a spot every year with the way my love is for Trey. So we'll see how we go there. But he'd want to start shooting a little bit better. You know, 25% from three-point line, a career oh, low yeah. at the moment. It's not great. So... Yeah, so try it four for me. Well, so, Hesh, all right, we're down to our, our top three now, right? Yeah, well, Hesh should be pretty happy that we had Hesh would, at five and four, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, number three, man, I got his jersey. You know, one of my favorite point guards of all time. In fact, uh, Pearl Jam nearly named themselves after this guy, number right? 10. My man, Mookie Blaylock. You once said if I had a kid and it was a boy, I should name him Mookie. <laughs> I right? did say that. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I had Mookie at number three as well, so that's pretty cool. I actually yeah. knew we'd we'd have him very high. And look, I think Word I both. Up. I think I know who are both who our number one's going to be, but I'm actually. I'm still trying to guess who your number two might be. So I already told you earlier, man. I already told you earlier. Who's your number? Uh, is, uh, it, it, All right. So two, so two for me is Josh Smith. Like so, I've gone. I've we've spoken about him. So what's what's well, your number two? Number two, Kevin Willis, man. Okay. Seventh all right, time yeah. in scoring, fourth in games played. Um, you know, he's one of 15 players to have 1,600 career points and 11,000 rebounds. And he played from 1984 to 2007. You know, like can it. you imagine he played from, uh, you know, uh, imagine the generations he played with. He played with LeBron, against LeBron James and then 84, who do you play against, man? You know, like yeah. crazy, yeah, Those Celtics great teams, all those sort of guys. Yeah, no, yeah, that's so, a good one. He's kind of been forgotten about a little bit, hasn't he, Kevin Willis? I think sort of, yeah. you know, any sort of NBA fans that may have started following, you know, in the early noughties or something like that, they may not sort of be aware of how, how good he was and how long he was um, with the Hawks. I mean, him and Dominique were, were such a great combo. And look, that's probably a bit of a segue for, 
what's obviously going to be both our number one favorite players. I mean, what can you say? Obviously, Dominic Wilkins, right? What else? Uh, what else do we say, man? Man, anyone listening to this would have known what you and me would have come up with one as, mm-hmm. man. Human highlight film, man. All right. So just humor me out of that top ten. How many did we have the same? So we had Dominique, Mookie Blaylock, Trey Young, Kevin, Will- Kevin, Kevin Willis. Willis, and Zaza. So yeah, we had sure. five. Yeah. Okay. That's... Yeah, I said I said we'd have three to five. Yeah, right? that's not bad then. Yeah. Unless that's Early good. Up, I like how yeah. we did that. And we didn't sort of you know confer or sort of touch base with who we picked there. So no, that was just a bit of a, an interesting exercise anyway. So we might do some other stuff like that. You know, give us some some homework assignments to do to sort yep. of you know make some lists and everything else like that. So. All right, good stuff. Well, all right, that's basically most of the things we wanted to sort of cover there, Woods. We're sort of going to, I guess, sort of start to, to wrap it up a little bit now. Um, yep, sure. Do you want to maybe give us any sort of shout-outs or anyone you wanted to sort of say say a hi to or anything else like that, Woods? What do you got for me, mate? Look, thanks to everyone for, for their support, you know, especially to um, everyone who's been following our show and subscribing. Um, sending in questions. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, we really do appreciate it all. Um, look, I guess in terms of sort of where you can sort of follow us there, um, look, as I mentioned at the start, obviously we've got our YouTube channel. If you want to download the podcast audio, which I know a lot of people are enjoying as well, um, you can get that basically anywhere where podcasts are found. Um, I don't really need to list them all every week, but, you know, your iTunes, your, your pod bays, your stitches, all those sort of ones. Um, where can we, um, where can people find us on Twitter, Woods? Yeah, on Twitter, it's at Throwbacks Hoops. You'll see it on the screen below you, right? Um, we got, um, do you want me to say a TikTok channel? Yeah, as give well? us your TikTok yeah. for sure, mate. Shout it out. Yeah, Woody underscore V83. I talk about our episode and, and whatnot. So for, for your younger listeners into the TikTok, Woody underscore V83. We've actually got uh, Jaden Oakley TikTok extraordinaire. I might let it out right now mm-hmm. as a guest on our show next week. So it's going to be great to have him there. Um, yeah, Robbie, anything else? Where, where else can we be found? Yeah. yeah, so look, I guess just, you know, the email address is throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. And we did start an Instagram account this week, right, Wood? So you can also yeah, find us. You're the popular us. demand. Yeah, right? absolutely. We had a few requests for that, didn't we? So throwback.hoops is where you can find us on Instagram. So, yeah, look, as you mentioned, Episode 7 will be back next week with, with a special guest, and we're really looking forward to that. Um, anything you want to sort of leave us with before we go, Woods? I know we're sort of looking forward to that next um, run next Thursday night when we play, but hopefully you and I can get our fantasy teams off the bottom of the ladder, right? Oh, man, I don't know what's going on there, but, you know, I'm at four all this week, so hopefully we can get it up. Um, Saying that, though, know, right, we're in two comps. We're, like, last in one, and we're, like, you're first in the other, and I'm second or third. Yeah. So we're, we're evening I'll, out. I'll make right. sure I hit you in the chest with them passes next Thursday yeah, night as well. I know you're pretty upset at yeah, me. Sorry, you know, for, sorry for yelling at you yesterday. I was a bit cranky during the game, but no, all good. All right, well, look, we really appreciate it, everyone, guys. We can't wait to do it all again next week. One love from Woods and I. Peace out. Much love. See ya.